Hello, everybody. Welcome to Access 2024. Come on, let's go. My name is Pastor Jared. So excited that you guys are here and in this room tonight. This is the Access Community, the Young Adults Expression of Resurrection Life Church. So honored to have you with us tonight. Uh, this, this place exists, this ministry, we exist really to equip and mobilize young adults in identity, evangelism, community, and the scriptures. We are a group of Jesus people. We love Jesus and we love his presence. How many of y'all were feeling the presence of God during worship today? Come on, woo, Jesus. Holy moly, man, when his presence comes, it's like, that's it. I'm almost like, drop the mic, Jared. Like, why am I up here right now? You know what I'm saying? It's just so good. It's so good. Well, I'm excited to be with y'all tonight. Uh, The month of January, we are going to be focusing on uh, prayer and specifically the baptism of the Holy Spirit here at Access. And so tonight, I'm going to be bringing a message on hearing the voice of God and the importance of prayer. And I am just super, super excited. God is going to lead us and guide us into, I believe, a beautiful encounter tonight. Um, But before I go into that, I just have a few quick announcements. If you've been at Res Life Church, Res Life Church family, if if you come on Sunday mornings, one, you should sit with us. We sit up front in the left-hand section. How many of y'all sit on Sunday mornings? Come on, let's go. We love it. Sunday mornings are wild. But as a church family, throughout the month of January, we're actually starting a, a day, 21 days of prayer and fasting. And so we're engaging in these 21 days. We're setting, setting aside 21 days from January 7 until the 28th. I believe that's it. So January 7 to 28. Oh my gosh, I got it. It's even on the screen. That would have been so embarrassing if I was like said the wrong dates. It's literally up there. But January 7 to 28, and these days really are just days for us to set aside something in order to pick up more of Jesus. All fasting is, is withholding from something in order to behold more of the Lord, right? And I would just encourage each and every one of us, take some time, take some time, maybe pursue the Lord over these 21 days in maybe a way that you never have before. Cut something out that you really love, like, man, cut out sweets, cut out chips, maybe take a day or two and do a full day, just a water fast, right? But whatever it is, like, I'd encourage you guys over these 21 days, join with our church family as we seek for God's vision and direction and what he's doing in this earth. And then the second thing is our red initiative. We are people at access that believe in being rooted, established, and devoted to God's word. And so if you've been following along with us in our reading plan, we finished over the new year, which was crazy. That's amazing. We were reading through the book of Psalms altogether. If you missed it, that's okay. Next week, Thursday, we're actually starting a new reading plan through the book of Proverbs. And so we'll be reading two Proverbs every day. The idea is that you'd wake up, read a proverb in the morning, and then right before you go to bed, you'd read a proverb in the evening. And the Proverbs are specifically wisdom literature, and we just believe that God is going to meet us through the Word of God. So if if you want to join with us next week, we're going to start at next week, Thursday. We're starting our next run of our red reading plan for 2024, and we would love to invite you to join in with that. Good? All right, that was a lot of information. I just feel like I water, like a water hose. I don't know what that term is, but all right, let's pray before, let's go. Jesus, we love you so much. God, we love you. Holy Spirit, we love you. Jesus, we love you. God, we thank you, Lord. You are the main reason, the only reason that we are here tonight is for you. The only reason. 
God, we're so thankful for everything you've done in 2023. Lord, we're thankful for everything you're going to do in 2024. And Jesus, I just ask that this year would be set apart as a year that we find you in ways that we never have before. That we get to know you in ways that we never have before. That we hear your voice in ways that we never have before. That we see your power at work in our lives in ways that we never have before. God, I ask that as we speak tonight, Lord, as I speak tonight, Jesus, that Holy Spirit, you would move through these words and make it hit hearts tonight, Jesus. Lord, we're not about just getting information to appease our intellect, God. We're about revelation that transforms our heart and transforms our lives. And Holy Spirit, you're the only one who can bring revelation. So we say, have your way in this room tonight. We love you, God. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Thank you, Father. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. So, so good. All right. So tonight we're going to be talking about, and we're going to be introing, hearing God's voice. And so as we're talking about through these 21 days of prayer and fasting, we're talking about baptism of the Holy Spirit. And one of the ways that the Holy Spirit helps us, one of the primary reasons the Holy Spirit lives in us is actually so that we can hear the voice of the Lord. And we're going to get to that in a little bit in our message here. And so the Holy Spirit lives inside of us. And I'm actually going to jump a little bit further in my notes here, but if you could pull up the verse from 1 Corinthians 2. In 1 Corinthians 2, it talks about the role of the Holy Spirit in our lives and actually enabling us to hear God's voice. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 11 through 12, it says, For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except for the Spirit of God. Now, what we have received is not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God so that we may understand what God has freely given. You can leave this verse up there. So basically, what is Paul saying here? He's saying, listen, nobody can read another person's mind. Like, it's just, there's no way. Like, dude, I have no idea what Justin's thinking right now. I have no idea what Aiden's thinking right now, right? But like, inside Aiden and Justin, they both, obviously, they know what they're thinking on the inside, right? It's like nobody knows a man's thoughts except their own spirit within them. It's like nobody can read another person's mind except for themselves. Like they know what I'm thinking, right? All these different things. But in the same way, it says no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. And so with, before God placed his spirit inside of us, really the only way that God would communicate his thoughts was through the prophets, these anointed men of God who would come and they would hear from God and communicate on their behalf, right? But Jesus actually came, he died on the cross and he made the Holy Spirit available to not just be around us and just influence our lives, but that the Holy Spirit would actually live inside of us. And this is what it goes on to say. What we have received is not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God so that we may understand what God has freely given. So God, nobody knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God, but God has placed that spirit on the inside of us. And if we have the spirit of the living God on the inside of us, then our ears are open to hearing from the God of the universe. <laughs> That's awesome. That is so cool. That is so, so cool. See, before Jesus died on the cross, God's voice was limited 
to a specific group of people that they literally, they went through a year-long process in order to become as holy as possible. In one time a year, they could enter into the presence of God. Or it was an anointed prophet, but one person in the entire nation who only communicated on the behalf of God. But God's desire was that his voice would be acceptable, accessible to every single person on the earth. And when he died and rose again, he says, it's actually better that I leave so I can send my Holy Spirit to you. And your Holy Spirit is going to live inside of us and actually enable us to hear the voice of God. In John chapter 10, it talks about how Jesus is the shepherd. And as the shepherd, he has sheep. And the thing, the funny thing about sheep is that they know their shepherd's voice and they're just with them all the time. And the way that I kind of think about this is I don't, I don't have sheep. I'm not that kind of guy, you know, I could, maybe I could be, you know, just a shepherd with a shepherd hook or anything like that. But I think I would get too frustrated, but I think about this with my dogs, right? It's like, man, people, I could like say my dog's name from across the neighborhood and my dogs would come. They would come or not, but most of the time they do come, right? But they know my voice and they know like even different phrases from my voice and they are able to like to discern what I'm saying, right? Like, do you have to go like, hey, let's go outside. Like all all of them just run toward the door. I'm like, dude, that's actually crazy that that dog can hear like that. But they, the dogs, they hung around me and my family for so long that their ears actually became accustomed to their voice. And this is the real deal. Like this is where God is leading us. I remember in 2021, I was uh, doing homework and I was upstairs in my room. I lived in this like this small, I was, had just had this small little room, downtown Grand Rapids. And I was doing homework and all of this different stuff. And all of a sudden my phone rings and I was like, okay. And it was from this unknown number. And I was like, I have no idea who this is. And I picked up my phone and I, you know, I, I pulled it up to my ear. And all of a sudden it's this like this deep voice. And as they're talking, they're like, they're like, yo, Jared, hey, this is Jordan, you know, like all this different. I'm like, I, I'm trying to think as I'm hearing this voice, I'm literally like rapid firing through my brain. Jordan, 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 like, where do I know this guy from? Like, I have no idea. And then the, like the voice is just like throwing me off. I'm like, I, have, I feel like I've never heard this voice before. Like all of these different things, all this different stuff. And he's like, do you remember you prayed for me at this one point? I can't believe, you know, all this different stuff, all this different stuff. And all of a sudden it clicked in my heart. And I just knew, even though the voice didn't really sound anything like her, it was one of my friends and she was prank calling me. And so I recognized her voice and I was like, I, I was like, oh my gosh, like I have a sneaking suspicion, but I also didn't want to call her out on the off chance that it was like some rando that I like prayed for and just didn't remember their name. Like that would be so tough. So I like let the conversation go the whole time, but like I couldn't put a, a put like I couldn't put a for sure definite thing on the voice of the person that I was talking to. Like I couldn't recognize their voice, right? But then there's other times, another time where like, you know, whenever my, my, uh, my mom's phone rings and my brother Joe or Jake, Joe specifically, my brother Joe, whenever he picks up the phone, I always pick it up and I try to mimic my mom. You know, I pick it up and I try to fool him and see how long I can go. I'm like, hey, Joe, how's it going? Love you. You know, like all this different stuff. And he's like, Jared, shut up. Give the phone to mom. You know, like that's just what he does, right? But no matter how hard I tried to fake my mom's voice to Joey, 
like he was able to hear that he knew it was me, right? Why? Because Joey had spent so much time with me and his brother, and he heard me talk probably more than he wanted to. And he just got like a lot, really, really accustomed to my voice. So even when I tried to deceive him, even when I tried to be a voice that was not the true voice, he was able to see right through it. And this is, this is where the, the main thing that I really feel impressed on my heart to communicate tonight is that God is calling us as a people, as an access community, to get to know him in a way that we never have before. To open up our word. This is why we like, we're talking about our red initiative. Like, why are we so intent on being a people rooted and established and devoted to God's word? It's because this is the primary way that we can hear God's voice. Like, God wrote a book. Like, that's crazy. God wrote a book. And in this book are his, the way he interacts with people. It's his thoughts. It's the things that he likes. It's the things that he doesn't like. And if we could read this book, I believe that we would get to know God's voice. So that when the world picks up the phone, when the enemy picks up the phone and says, hey, this is God telling me, you can be like, shut up, bro. Give the phone to God. You know what I'm saying? You know, this is a little bit off of my message. I wasn't necessarily planning on sharing this, but in Matthew 24, Matthew 24 is the chapter that Jesus kind of gives on the end times. And the first thing that he says to his disciples, the first thing before he delineates any of the time periods of like all of the crazy events that are going to happen at the time, at the end of the times, the first thing that he says to his disciples is, do not be deceived. He says, for at the last times there will be false Christs, people who say that they're anointed of God, people, there's going to be false voices and they're going to be on the rise like never before. And let me just tell you, we can see that. Like you don't have to go far. All you have to do is just type in like Christian on TikTok and you'll get a plethora of voices. And some of them are right on and some of them are more wrong than anything you've probably ever heard. But there's going to be this, this increase of false voices who say they follow Jesus. And what is the only way that we are going to be able to tell the difference is if we know the voice of God. We have to be ones who, who hold God's word in high regard. We have to be ones who spend enough time with God so that we can recognize his voice when he calls and we can recognize when something's just a little bit off. And sometimes like that, that, like that, like I felt when my friend prank called me, like I didn't really know who it was on the other side, but I knew that something wasn't right. And sometimes that's the way that the Lord will lead you. I remember in 2021, in 2021, one of my good friends was getting married and he was actually having his, his wedding in Oklahoma. And so he like coordinated, he's from Michigan. So he coordinated these whole group of people to all drive in a big van and they were all gonna ride down together. And he like did all the work for us. He got us like a place to stay. And like, it was just super simple. All you need to do is pay like, I don't know, 120 bucks or something. And we all could drive down together, right? And I was like so pumped that I was able to go to this wedding. So I like paid the 120 bucks and was like really like set on going. And then all of a sudden I just felt something inside of me just say, Hey, Jared, don't go. And I was like, 
It just like literally made no sense. I was like, what? Like, dude, this is my buddy. Like he's getting married. Like God, like this only happens one time in his entire life. Like I'm going to miss his wedding. You know, like I can't redo this one over. But as I did, I had no idea. And so I was asking God, like, why don't you want me to go? 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 And the whole time, all I could get was, I don't know who's on the other line, but something's just not right. And something's just not right. I feel something off. And so I ended up backing out and I didn't really care if I got my money back. It was worth it to have the peace of the Lord and stay back. And so I just said, you know what? I'm going to stay back. And to this day, I still really don't even know like or the reason why the Lord asked me to stay back from that wedding. But I know in my heart that I was hearing God's voice and going forward. Yeah. And I feel like there's some of us that can resonate with that in the room. You're saying, man, I've asked the Lord why, and there's really no tangible reason why. The, the thing that I feel like I want to do, it seems good, and on paper, it looks good. But inside my heart, I just know something's just a little bit off. Something's a little bit off. And take this as your encouragement to say, you know what? I'm going to follow the peace of the Lord, and I'm going to go for it. I might not even know oh, it was on the other end of this line, but I just know something's not right. And I need to hang up, right? So good. So God has placed his spirit inside of us in order so that we can connect with him, so that we can hear God. And hearing from God is the place where prayer starts. Hearing from God is the the place where prayer starts. All throughout scripture, you see, like, okay, so let's just say this. So prayer What is prayer? This is probably good to talk about, right? A lot of times we think about prayer, I think sometimes like we think about a vending machine. Yeah? I remember, again, I think this was 2021. I think it was 2021, yeah. In 2021, uh, I was in college, and we did this crazy thing. We did this crazy thing in college. It was called the Wednesday afternoon study session. So that was uh, me and just like three or four of my buddies. We just called it Wednesday afternoon study session. We had this whole group chat. It was called the Wednesday afternoon study session. It was pretty crazy. But what we would do is we would show up to this building at 3 p.m. And then we would stay in the building till 3 a.m. doing homework. And so it was, it was a grind, but I actually just saved all my homework for that one day. So it actually kind of worked out pretty well. But um, to the one day, so we were there, and it's about 2.30 in the morning. I'm writing a paper, and you know what? I'm just like, you know what? I kind of want a fruit snack right now. And so I, like, turned around and went up to the vending machine, and, you know, I put my dollar or two in, you know, and different things like that, right? Push the buttons, you know, like D, four, right? And I'm just like, this, this is like a big pack of, uh, of fruit snacks, and it was just coming out. And coming out, and then all of a sudden, like the most unbelievable, like the 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 thing that you you like have nightmares about, like it literally started coming, 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 and then all of a sudden, just stopped, and it got stuck in the vending machine, and I was standing there, and I'm like looking at the vending machine, I'm like, no, not me, this can't have happened to me, and then I'm looking around, like, is anybody gonna see me bang on this thing, right? So I like. Boom! He's like, nailed it. And it still didn't come. I was like, what is happening here? So I'm like, you know, doing the, like, the under the, like, trying to see how far my arm can go. It doesn't go. Eventually, I, like, damned on it a few times from the side and from the front, and eventually it fell down, and those were the best fruit snacks I think I've ever eaten. <laughs> Just because, like, I earned it, you know? It was like, yeah, vending machine, you don't own me. What? You know, like, you got, come on. Right? Just felt like I had to, 
you know, win something. But sometimes I feel like we approach prayer and we're like, we, we put our dollars in with the, our Father in heaven, and then we, we punch the D for and we say, God, I want this, this, and this, and this, and this, and this, and this. And then we uh, hit the enter button, right? We hit the enter button and we say, okay, in Jesus' name, amen. And then we just expect and we sit back and we just wait. And then we're frustrated at God when he doesn't come. And I think sometimes we view prayer in a transactional way in order to get what we want from God rather than a relational way to actually build a love relationship with God. And I'm just here to say prayer is not a transaction. It's not just something I do in order to get things from God. Prayer is actually the avenue that God has created for us to build relationship with God. And that starts with the place of hearing. So what is prayer? Prayer is not just me offering up requests to God, although that is a part of prayer. Prayer is also listening and hearing the voice of God. It's a conversation. It's a conversation. And no relationship is ever sustained just by one person talking the entire time. I know some of us, we've been in like coffee meetups or maybe we've been on phone calls or different things like that. And you're just like, man, the person just keeps talking and talking and talking and talking and talking. And you're like trying to like lock in and stay in. But you're also like, are you going to ask me a question ever? No. Okay, cool. That's all right. You know, like just here, you know, different things like that. Right. But there's no like relationship that's being built. It's this, it's this dialogue. It's this back and forth. A relationship is built through a dialogue and through this back and forth. And this is what, how God means for us to meet him in places of prayer. It's that we would dialogue with him and then we would also provide provide space to hear from him. We would provide space. Now, some of the things, I don't want us to get the wrong idea that like God doesn't ever want to hear about our requests. Like it's, it's not bad. It's not wrong to ask things from God. He actually wants us to meet him in that place and ask him for things that are happening to happen in our life. But that can't be the only way that we meet with God in prayer. Philippians 4, 6 kind of mentions this. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. So he says right here, he says, do not be anxious about everything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. So right there, there's a directive. We're to present our request to God, but we also need to come and say, God, what, do you, what is on your heart? God, what do you want to talk about? Jesus, what would you have me pray about? The reason why I want to communicate this topic of prayer, that we are people filled with God's spirit, that we, are, we have our ears open, we are formed, fashioned, and created to hear from the God of the universe is because I believe that God, God's people all throughout scripture have always had, an, they've always believed in the importance of prayer and they've always had a high viewpoint of what the prayer can do in their life. And one of these examples is actually in the story of Daniel. Come on. Oh, this is going to be so good. I'm so excited. Daniel and the lion's den. I'm going to read this story. I'm going to read this story for us tonight. So Daniel was a man and he loved God. 
It actually says in Daniel that a spirit of excellence was actually in Daniel so that he separated himself from everybody. There was not another leader like Daniel. So Daniel was a Hebrew. He was actually an Israeli boy, right? And when the Babylonians came in and took over Israel, they took some of the, the high ranking, the, some of the young men who showed great promise, they took those people and actually made them officials in their own government. And Daniel had so set, his, set himself apart in his pursuit of God and in his excellence in like governing and in leadership that the Babylonian empire, when they came and actually rampaged the whole country, they said, hmm, Yep, Daniel and a few of his friends. Yes, save them. Actually, I want them. They could be of use to me. And so Daniel is serving in this foreign land under a corrupt government, and he is honoring God the entire time and honoring God in the entire way. But the spirit of God was inside of Daniel, and he was an excellent man, right? And that made all of the other leaders actually kind of jealous, pretty mad, right? So the way it worked is, you know, there was, a, there was a group of people that were underneath Daniel's leadership and they wanted so badly to find something wrong with Daniel, but they, they like, con- they connived together. They developed this plan and they were like, listen, there is no way that we could ever make Daniel st- stumble. There's no like fault that we could bring against him unless it's against his God because we know that he's a man of God. And so what these people did is they basically, they created this plan where they were gonna influence the king at that time to create a law against praying to God. Because they knew that Daniel was a man of God and they knew that he met God in regular times of prayer. And so this is where we pick up in the, in the story, Daniel 6, verse 7. It says, the royal administrators, prefects, satraps, advisors, and governors have all agreed that the king should issue an edict and enforce the decree that anyone who prays to a, any god or human being during the next 30 days, 30 days, except you, your majesty, shall be thrown into the lion's den. So these guys, they create this plan. They're like, dude, they probably walked in and they were like, oh, great and mighty king. You are so amazing, actually so amazing that nobody should ever pray to anybody else except you. What do you think? And they were like, the king was like, you know what? I am pretty awesome. You're right. I like it. Let's sign, seal, and deliver it, right? And that's exactly what he did. It says in in, uh, verse eight, it says, now your majesty issue the decree and put it in writing so that it cannot be altered in accordance within the law of the Medes and the Persians, which cannot be repealed. So King Darius, verse nine says, so King Darius put the decree in writing. So he signed that, right? Now, if I were in Daniel's shoes, I'd be like, oh my gosh, <laughs> like what's happened? What? My boss literally just signed a decree that says anybody who prays to any God or any human being except him is going to get thrown into a lion's den is literally going to die. Like, I don't know about y'all. I'd be calling everybody. What do I do? Like, you know, like, I don't know what to do. Mom, like all this different stuff. What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Like, like, this is such a conundrum. Like, man, do I like, God knows my heart, right? Like, maybe I don't, like, maybe I can serve him. Maybe I can do all these different things. Maybe I can like pray in secret and like create this underground prayer meeting, like away from everybody, you know, like all this different stuff. But what did Daniel do? Verse 10, 
this convicts me so hard. I'm just going to say, like, this, this just this messes with me on the inside. But I think this communicates the importance of prayer to God's people. <laughs> it says, verse 10, Now when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, he went to his upstairs room where the windows were open toward Jerusalem and three times a day he got down on his knees to pray and gave thanks to his God just as he had done before. Then these men went as a group and found Daniel praying and asking for God's help. So Daniel, the decree goes out, man, the decree goes out. You can't pray to any other God, any other human being besides this king. What does he do? Open the windows. Boom. I praise you, Lord God of heaven and earth, for you are the one. I ask that you would come and... <laughs> what we pull from this is that, listen, listen, Daniel would have rather been thrown in a lion's den than miss a time of prayer with the Lord. That's how much he valued the time of prayer. But I'm just going to be honest with you guys today. Like, It's not a decree that bans me from praying. A lot of times it's the meh, 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 snooze. That's what keeps me from praying sometimes. Maybe sometimes it's the, hmm, I'm just going to keep scrolling and scrolling. That's what keeps me from praying sometimes. Maybe it's the, hmm, but everybody's kind of hanging out right now and it sounds like they're having a good time. Yeah, that keeps me from praying sometimes too. And I think that sometimes I think that our generation, I think perhaps myself included, like we've lost the importance of prayer, the value that prayer had. Like Daniel saw something about prayer that I don't see, that we don't see as a culture. Like in his mind, he said, it's actually worth it to Enter God into a time of prayer to risk my entire life because I would rather have God's help than anything else. I would rather entreat the God of the universe and meet him in a time of prayer. I would rather hear his wisdom and direction for my life. I'm not going to miss it. I need to get this time of prayer in because I don't care if they throw me in the lines and I don't care if my life ends. I'm let my dying breath be found on my knees in prayer and worship to King Jesus. And there's so many things that stand in the way and keep us from praying. And I think the reason why is because the devil knows how powerful prayer is. And if he can't get you to sin, if he can't get you to sin, then he will keep you busy. And so he keeps, he fills our schedules. He fills our phones with apps that we don't need. He fills our time with friendships that lead us away from Christ. Like he fills all of these things to keep us busy because he knows, man, once they hit their knees, my kingdom starts crumbling. 
Once they hit their knees and they pray and intercede over the things that are happening in the world, once they start praying for their lost family members to come home, I know it's only a matter of time before they come to know Jesus. Once they start hitting their knees and asking that God would pour out his spirit on their church, that it's only a matter of time before revival breaks out and the lost come in and get saved in this place. It's only a matter of time before they're free from depression, free from anxiety, before I lose every single grip and hold that I have on their life. It's only a matter of time. So let me distract them. Let me keep them busy. So tonight, I want to invite you to put to death the distractions, to meet the God of the universe in times of prayer. He's placed his spirit inside of us. We have the ear of the God of the universe open to us. We can hear his voice like never before. So why? Oh, why? Why would we wait? Why would we let another thing stand in the way? Why wouldn't we pursue the Lord Jesus in the times of prayer? Now listen, I'm speaking this, and you can tell I'm really fired up because, man, I've seen the power of prayer work in my life in crazy, amazing ways. I just want to share one last testimony here to kind of say that. But before I share that testimony, I'm, I'm really passionate, I'm really excited, and some of you are maybe thinking, you're thinking to yourself, oh my gosh, like, what, that's me? Like, <laughs> prayer time? Like, ooh, that's not really like top of my priority right now. And I just want to communicate, I'm not condemning you right now. What I am exposing, I'm exposing God's way and inviting you to take a next step in a relationship with Jesus. We're all at different points in following Jesus. Some of us have been following Jesus for two weeks. Some of us have been following Jesus for 10 years. Some of us have been following Jesus for who knows how long, right? But we're all trying to progress and take that next step. Maybe there's some of us in this room, we've only prayed at the dinner table. <laughs> That's the only time we've ever really prayed is prayed for our food. What if tonight you set a 10-minute timer on your phone, you get on your knees in your bedroom, and you just pray until you can't pray anymore, pray until that timer runs out? Like, what, what would happen? What if maybe you've, you have a consistent rhythm of prayer, but it's only at a specific time, and maybe you're saying, you know what? Tomorrow on my lunch break... I'm actually, I'm going to take my time. I'm going to eat my lunch quickly so then I can spend the rest of my lunch break in a time of prayer. Like what, what if that's the next step that we could take here in this room to meet with God? Maybe some of us, we've never even prayed for anything outside of ourselves. And maybe we say, you know what? Tonight, I'm going to write down the names of some people that I can pray for consistently. And whenever I pray, sure, I'm going to present my request too because God loves to hear and he wants to meet those requests in me. But I'm also going to lift up these people that are outside of me. Maybe that's the next step. You see, the power of prayer has literally changed my life. <laughs> but I've also seen it change the lives of people around me. In 2022, there was a group of us. I graduated from Grand Valley State University and we felt like God invited us to pray in a way that we had never prayed before. And so actually on Thursday nights, we would, act, we would come to Access. A lot of us would come to Access, and then we would drive to Access after, ac wait, drive to Grand Valley. There you go. Drive to Grand Valley after Access, and we would pray from 10 p.m. until 12 p.m. or 12 a.m. We would, we would pray for those two hours straight, and we'd just turn on some worship music, 
And listen, like about five minutes in, I ran out of things to say. <laughs> so I just said them again, you know, and just kept praying the same things again, right? And I prayed in the spirit and prayed in tongues. And we're going to get to that in future, future weeks. But I just prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed. But one of the things that I remember praying very consistently was, God, would you give people dreams and visions and visitations from your spirit so that they would wake up tomorrow morning and say, I don't know what it is, but I have to get right with God. And I would just pray that week in, week out, week in, week out, week in, week out. And I didn't see any fruit from that. Like nobody came up to me and was like, nobody was came up to me. and was like, dude, oh my gosh, bro. Thank you for praying. I literally had a dream last night. I don't know. I'm talking like Donald Trump, but it just made sounds in my head. <laughs> And, but we just kept praying day in and out. God, meet us in dreams, visions, and visitations. Lord, meet us in dreams, vision, visitations. Lord, I pray that people would wake up tomorrow morning and say, I don't know what it is, but I have to get right with God. In November, no, later in November, November of 2022, we, I get one of the wildest voice memos I've ever gotten in my entire life. One of those girls who was on our leadership team at that time at Grand Valley, she sends me a message that she was literally, she was in a young adult service just like this in Kalamazoo. And as she's in this young adult service, she sees this girl in the crowd. And for some reason, the Lord just tells her, go up and ask her her story. And so she goes up to her and says, hey, how's it going? My name is so-and-so, like, nice to meet you. Hey, how did you come to know Jesus? And this girl goes, well, I'm actually a student at Grand Valley. And she goes, no way, I served at a campus ministry at Grand Valley. Have you heard of this? Have you heard of that? Have you heard of this ministry? Have you heard of that ministry? Have you heard of all these different things? And the girl goes, no, that's the funny thing. I didn't meet Jesus in a campus ministry. I was actually a student of religion, and I literally came to Grand Valley to study every other possible way beside the way of Jesus. I wanted nothing to do with God. But then I had a dream. And she said, in this dream, she saw a picture of a man dressed in white and he was surrounding this dinner table and she was there as well. And in the dream, the man came up to her and offered her this beautiful, white, spotless robe. And she took it with two hands. She pushed it back to Jesus and said, no thanks, I don't want it. And she said, I woke up right after that and I knew in my heart that I was running from God my entire life. The one I was looking for, I was actually pushing away. And that led her into a series of places to actually finding Jesus, giving her life to Jesus, so much so that she was in a young adult service and participating regularly in the things of God. God hears our prayers. And I believe that the prayers that we pray, we will never see the fruit of them in their fullness until the day that we stand before Jesus. And I believe when we stand before Jesus, we're gonna stand before him at that day and then we're gonna see this screen play over in our lives. And they're gonna see the hours that we spent on our knees just praying, interceding for our lost family members, praying and interceding in tongues, praying and interceding over all these different things. And then we're gonna see for the first time all of the things that have been accomplished through those times of prayer. God is moving and he's moving in this world. And the way that he wants to move, I believe in this generation, in this access community, in this year of 2024, is he wants to call us 
to a higher level of prayer. Maybe you're here tonight. We're talking about the spirit of God. We're talking about hearing God's voice. And maybe you're sitting here tonight and you're like, you know what? Like, I've never really heard a message like this. I've never really heard about this man, Jesus. Or maybe you're here and you're saying to yourself, you know what? Like, maybe I knew about Jesus at one point in my life. But if I'm honest with myself right now, I'm not walking in close relationship with him. Or maybe you're saying, you know what? Like, I come to church and, you know, I read my Bible every once in a while. And, you know, I try to do what's right. But if I'm honest, I, I don't really know where I stand with God. The Bible says to know that you have salvation. That we can know the fact that we are right with God. Jesus literally came, I mentioned this before, but Jesus literally came, he forsook heaven. He lived a sinless life on the earth. He preached the message that the earth was longing for and then he died a sinner's death on the cross in order to make a way for us back into relationship with God. He rose again, signifying that we will be raised again too. And he's offering you today an opportunity to turn from your sin and to get right with God to get right with Jesus. So that's you tonight. You're saying, tonight, I need to get right with God. I want to know that I'm right with God. I want to give my life to Jesus. I'm going to invite you to do something bold. I'm going to invite you to stand up on the count of three. And I just want to reiterate, I'm not saying this. I'm not asking you to stand right now because I want to embarrass you or I want to expose you in front of all of these people. I'm asking you to stand up because we as Access, we're a family and we love seeing people come to know Jesus. And we've all come to this point at one point in our life where we said, you know what? I need to turn from my sin and I need to follow Jesus. I've come to this point of walking down in front of thousands of people and saying, I don't care who's watching, but I need to get right with God. And number two is because Jesus, when he redeemed our life from sin, he did it publicly. He didn't go in some secret room and then get nailed to a cross and say, nobody, nobody see me. No, he stood out in plain view and declared his love for us. He was not ashamed to show the length at which he was willing to go in order to buy us back. And so we also are invited to not be ashamed of his work in our life. When we stand, we're saying, we're standing in boldness. So if that's you, I'm going to invite you to stand on the count of three. Ready? One. Some of y'all, I know your heart's beating real fast right now. Maybe your hands are getting a little sweaty. You're like, man, I don't know. Like, oh, this might be for my person to the left. Uh, I don't know, bro. It might be for you. Number one. Two. The Holy Spirit's moving in your heart. Three. Would you stand up right now? Stand up right now. You want to get right with God. Jesus. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. So, so good. Thank you, Father. Lord, we love you, Jesus. We love you. We love you. We love you. Yes. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. All right. Everybody's standing. But everyone just, you can stay standing, but bow your head, close your eyes with me. We're going to pray this prayer. And this prayer, it says that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is the Lord, if you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And that's exactly what we're going to do. So repeat this prayer after me. Say, Jesus, I love you. Thank you for dying on the cross for all my sins. 
for defeating sin, death, and the devil. And God, right now, I repent from all of my sins. I renounce my old life. I'm not going back. I am picking up the way of Jesus. And I make him the Lord, the King, the master of my life. Holy Spirit, fill me up and help me to walk like Jesus. We love you, God. In Jesus' name, amen, 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 amen. So, so good, so good. Come on, y'all, I love it, I love it, I love it. Come on, thank you, Jesus. You know, the next steps, we want to stay connected with you guys. We want to help you to follow Jesus. I know y'all got some bros around you. You got some, some gals around you. They're going to help you in walking this way out too. But your next steps as a believer, like where do I go from here? I just made a decision to get back right with God. Where do I go from here? Number one is get a Bible or download the Bible app on your phone and read it every day. Read it in the New Testament. You're going to grow. You're going to get to know who Jesus is and as you read his word, you're going to get to know him better. Number two is pray every day. Pray is just hearing from God, right? It's hearing from God, just like we talked about, and communicating the things back to him. Pray to him every day. The third thing is get water baptized. And if you're looking for a place to get water baptized, not this Sunday, but next Sunday, January 14, we're having a baptism service here at Res Life. And you have not been baptized since you follow Jesus, we encourage you. Come find me after service. I would love to get you registered. This would be amazing. And then the fourth thing is stay connected to a body of believers. Like you cannot live this Christian life alone. Anybody attest to that? Come on, you can't, you can't live this Christian life alone. We are meant to do it with each other. So we're so honored, so excited to welcome y'all into the family. Let's go. So amazing. And